All right, guys, so I've been uh, living in Denver for seven years. Congrats. Since Pro- prior to that, it was Boulder. Prior to that, to that, was Boulder. But I've been in a lot of weed shops. A lot. <laughs> Is that right? A lot. Right. That's the technical legalized. term, right? Okay. Weed shops. I don't think any of them, though, have provided the uh, conveniency and the low prices that Mile High Green Cross does. Conveniency. <laughs> That's not a word. It's Journalist it's Harrison Wynn. Convenientness Wind. is what I love about <laughs> the it. convenientness. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that Mile High Green Cross has. I mean, right now you can sign up for their loyalty program and receive twenty percent off of your entire purchase once per month. It's conveniently located <laughs> on Ninth and Broadway. They got parking there. It takes just nine minutes to get in and out. Nine is the minutes. Park, is the parking convenient? Yeah, it's right in the back. <laughs> oh actually. wow! It's Even right convenient parking. <laughs> It's right in the back. But like I said, sign up for their loyalty program right now at Mile High Green Cross and receive 20% off of your entire purchase once per month. That offer also extends to current members. Check them out. That's a good deal. What is up, everybody? Welcome into the DMVR Nuggets podcast. The winner's bowels here at Pepsi Center. <laughs> Joined by my the colleagues, Harrison Wind, a convenient Harrison Wind. What's going on, guys? And also Brendan Vogt. Esteemed seems like a stretch, but I'm good to be here. You seem esteemed tonight. Um, are, we are covering an esteemed basketball team. With we are, aren't we? An esteemed 35-year-old Paul Millsap. Guys, tonight's podcast was going to suck. Right up until it wasn't. Right until it wasn't. And then it was going to be awesome because, my <laughs> God, this game. I got to say, man, this Nuggets team, what a rewarding team to root for over this last six weeks. Like, just they don't quit. They, they don't accept defeat. They don't use excuses. Mm-hmm. They had every excuse in the book. I had already, already written about 12 excuses. At halftime, four. Oh, Mr. I, excuse. I have so many excuses ready. I had written about six paragraphs of my player grades. <laughs> did you call people out of the principal's office I and did. place them on the honor roll? Pretty much the whole team, yeah. <laughs> there seems to be some confusing, Mr. Murray. You're actually on the honor roll, yeah. not the yeah. principal's office. Yeah. Um, no, so tonight's game, a win over the San Antonio Spurs, 127-120. to 120, A game in which the Nuggets just for three, almost three quarters, two and a half quarters, they... Struggled to have any life, any rhythm. It just looked like it was going to be a beatdown. Then all of a sudden, Paul Millsap and the second unit brings him back. Jamal Murray storms through and closes the door on this game. Uh, Harrison, what's your first takeaway from this game? I mean, in one way, one way to look at it is just this is how freaking talented and just how good this team can be. They can play like crap for one half against a Spurs team who I actually thought played Pretty good basketball in that first half. They were moving the well, ball. When you don't miss. Yeah. They were hitting open shots, which they haven't been doing as of late. San Antonio's offense has been terrible coming into this game. And then Denver just turned it on in the, that second half. Paul Millsap's defense, I thought, ignited that run in the third quarter. And then Jamal Murray finished it off in yeah. the fourth. They, uh, we'll, and we'll talk about it. But another game that kind of added to the legend of Jamal Murray. Spurs shot seven of nine from three in that first quarter. And to me, you know, I, I got to go back and rewatch it. But I felt like early on, I was just like, man, this isn't Denver's night. They're making everything. They averaged 10.4 makes per game wow. coming into the night. That was 29th in the league. Um, or, or 28th, actually. Yeah, so they nearly matched that in the first quarter. Well, they had six guys make a three in the first quarter. 
Trey Lyles. So it wasn't like because sometimes got, a team gets hot and it's like, oh yeah, Jordan Clarkson, Steph Curry went off. Yeah, Jordan Clarkson. <laughs> this was everybody. Yeah, Aldridge, Lyles. Yeah, Lyles had a three. Dejounte Murray is not a three point shooter. Brent Forbes, okay, it makes sense. Patty Mills. You, you know what that game kind of felt like? Like a super condensed version of the playoff series. Game two well, to be actually, more specific. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a lot like, like game, game two, two yeah. all the way down to the Jamal Murray sort of winning it. Uh, you know, coming back for him. Uh, what was your What was your big takeaway? Well, you know, I'm actually going to go right to a subscriber question right off the bat. This is um, from Sean McEwen. He has no idea how to leave one, but he wanted to know. Like, I sat through the first thirty minutes of this game beyond frustrated. Do I just have to change my mindset and accept that this team just has a fl- a switch? That they can flip. I don't. Th- I, and well, I I think that they do, and and um, I, I don't know, like switch whatever your terminology is, um, but like they they can be down twenty, they're not out of a game, and and like that they're losing to these sub five hundred teams, it isn't so discouraging when you know that when it matters they can turn it on. That second part, strong agree with a strong agree. I think their good wins mean a lot more than their bad losses. Right. Um. But I, I'm going to push back a little bit on this idea of, like, that it was a switch. Yes, I think this team has a switch. Look, I think Jokic has a switch, and this team, your best player, really creates the personality of the team. But the way I would rather phrase it, and I don't think I'm putting the rose-colored glasses on for this, the way I would phrase it is they are resilient. Down to seven guys at Utah on a back-to-back. Every excuse in the book to just say, oh, given they were down 14 points late in the game in that game. They just don't quit. They come back and... There's been so many games like that over the last month where it's just like, yeah, we're never out of it. And tonight, that's how I would put it again. I wanted to go home. It was snowing, and I was kind of thinking, like, let me get a jump on this because my drive's going to suck going home, and I'm going to be up so late, and i got to rewatch. And, like, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you know, this team, though, kind of never – they always – they never quit. Well, they're super streaky, too. They're streaky. Especially as shooters. And once Paul Millsap got a bunch of threes to drop, Jamal got a bunch of threes to drop – Gary Harris hit hey. a huge three. Yeah, that's an airborne drop for yeah. sure. First make from – or he had one earlier in the game too, but that was his first make in like two weeks. He was over his last ten from three before really? that one. Um, win the stat. Yeah, they're so streaky. and But that's also why they can kind of turn it on like they do sometimes. I also thought they turned that defense on in the middle for of sure? this game. After a 40-point first quarter to – um, like you just pointed out, what's been actually a very a struggling offense. They they put the clamps on. And, and so I think when fully healthy, um, I view the defense that way too, right? I don't know if we see a ton of like four-quarter clamp efforts, but throughout a game they can find moments where they really turn it on on that. And, and what, what I've said about this team defensively for a while, like, they don't have to be an absolute lockdown defense for four quarters. If they can just be a top five defense when it counts, yes. yep. most of the time that's going to be in the fourth quarter if it's a close game. Tonight it was in the third. That's what's going to be really important uh, going forward. And, and on that, end, I mean, Paul Millsap was the instigator of that tonight. And it was funny. I, I pulled some media members pregame. It was before you guys got here. And I was like, who do you think Denver's most important defender is? And I was surprised that – Paul Millsap wasn't... He is. Come on, who did yeah. not say this? Yeah, he's number one. <laughs> but but I, I was surprised from a couple people I talked to that... Are we talking media people? Yeah. Um, that, you know, that default answer was not Paul Millsap. Because I, I think all year it's been very clear. You just look at the numbers. Yeah. When Millsap is in the lineup and when he's not, uh, Denver is like one of the best defenses in the league when he is and one of the worst when he's not. But it's so clearly Paul Millsap. And uh, that third quarter was a great look at why... 
Paul Millsap, 22 points tonight in 19 minutes on his birthday, no less. 35th birthday. Happy birthday, Paul. 22 points, 3 assists, 7 rebounds. He goes 8 of 13. And then 4 of 5 from 3. And that run, it was a lot of Paul Millsap three-point shooting at the end of the third. Um, yeah, he's just – one of the things I love – we talk so much about Jokic on this podcast and Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray. And those guys are the, – they're the guys. Like, they're the most important ones. But – you know, Will Barton didn't play tonight. He would have made a huge difference. Torrey Craig had three of six tonight for Torrey Craig. He's he started to find his shot He's a little bit. He's heating up like he usually does in the second you half. You just of get so many contributions for so many people. Monte Morris tonight goes six of nine. He has sixteen points um, and four assists. It just it just seems like this team has a lot of guys, and when they're at their best, part of why I think they're so resilient is it wasn't Jokic's night tonight. I know he went for nineteen, thirteen, and eight. It wasn't a great Jokic performance, but there's just so many other guys that can kind of fill in and step up. And tonight, that was Murray, that was Millsap, that was Monte. Millsap might be one of the most talented basketball players that gets forgotten about. It's incredible. This guy yeah. goes down and it's talked about like <laughs> like so they're true. missing like some role play. Yeah. And they're missing an, debatably their second or third best player game in, game out. So uh, to me, like I think there's a lot of interesting conversations to be had about how you handle Grant's minutes in the playoffs because of some of those matchups, right? If you're playing the Clippers, you want them on Kawhi, et cetera. How do you handle those two guys and their free agencies this summer and, and who starts down the line? To me right now, when everyone's healthy, Paul Millsap's the starting four. And with the floor, oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I mean? That floor he gives you defensively, but also people forgot what a rhythm he was in as a shooter before he went down. This guy is... is He's not the all-star player he once was, but he's much closer to that than he's given credit for. Dad is such a great nickname for him. Like, obviously because he's so much older than everybody else on the team, but it's also really, he was dad tonight. It was like watching the kids screw something up, like, all right, let me let me step in here and fix this real quick. Yeah. And he did. It was such a cool dad moment. And everybody, Murray's kind of giving him crap today after the game, talking about what an old man he is. Jokic is joking that this is his 50th birthday. Like, guys, <laughs> he really truly is the... Big brother slash dad of the team in, in a way that's just so cool. And he can fill so many roles. He's the starting power forward, but he's been playing backup center in these first two games that he's been back against Phoenix and uh, then again tonight. And I agree with Brett. And he'll, he'll eventually move back to the starting lineup once he gets that minute restriction lifted. Um, Which he didn't even know what it was. After the game, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm calling shenanigans on that. You think he does know? Yeah, he's got to know. Yeah, that they've just not had that conversation with him. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. I don't know if they had the conversation. But first of all, Malone has had Gary Harris on a minutes restriction and played him 40 minutes before. Like, I just this don't, is true. I but but that, there's no reason, Paul, he's definitely on like a pretty strict one, or else he would have closed no, the game tonight. tonight. Yeah, I agree. I don't, I don't know. He played a lot of minutes there in a row. And he's, I mean, I, I think part of this was we're going to go with Grant. They've Malone went with Grant down the stretch early in the season, it's if true. you remember. Like, yep. and, it, and we had the same thought of like, man, Millsap has it going. I don't know what's going on here. Mm. Um, so I don't know. But to your minutes restriction point, here's what I think happens. I think the training medical staff comes in and says, hey, Gary Harris, you probably want to limit it to about 20 minutes. And then Malone goes, oh, okay. And he talks to Gary and says, hey, you're on a minutes restriction tonight. And that's Does the end of the conversation. And, just, yeah, and, yeah. and maybe even Malone kind of forgets what that yeah. minute restriction is. That's I would want to know what my minute restriction is, I feel like. Yeah? Malone might not want his players to know, though. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Play hard while that. you're out there. It's Don't true. While you're that. out there, I'll, take care I'll, of that. I'll worry about yeah. your minutes restriction for sure. Um, but just, yeah, I mean, the return of Paul Millsap – it's weird. I mean, I'm sitting here preaching the, the Paul Millsap gospel, but 
even I kind of forgot during stretches when he was gone how important of a player he is. It's actually kind of hilarious. I love your point about that because it is true. We haven't talked about him as like Murray going down. Right. Or even Barton and just like, oh, yeah, this guy Millsap who elevates your ceiling <laughs> by a lot because he's really freaking yeah. good. Uh, yeah, and he won a game. I mean, Paul Millsap won him a game tonight. Uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of of the Angler of Condor in, in, in Lord of the Rings. I was just thinking that. Is, is, that, that, is that what is, you... Is, the that's Angler what of Condor. <laughs> Angler of Condor. Is, that, is, that, is this not right? <laughs> Sorry. Brendan was telling me a story about Lord of the Rings before, and I, I tried to fake it. I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> what, go ahead and tell... What, what was it? Uh, the ride of Rohirrim. Like the, oh, I was way off. Yeah, not even close. The reinforcements coming in at Gondor. That's Jamal and Paul Millsap tonight. Look for some. Sh- look for a shoehorned so reference in those DNVR player games. <laughs> Can't wait for it. Can't wait. Yours was yours sounding good. The, the, I angle, I believe. the angler of Gondor. <laughs> I believe that. It's a big scene. It's a real big scene. That's, that's the, the name of this pod for yeah, sure. Yeah, I like that one. Um, Harrison, why don't you take us? Uh, tell us a little bit about Breck Brew. You know what I like? We're seeing everybody now. Sharing the Mile High City can. Yeah. We got a few Vanilla Porter Juniors, the Strawberry Skies, but now at the Mile High City can, worldwide. Yeah. Inter- is it international? Maybe not, but it's worldwide. I don't know. If, I don't I don't think it is worldwide, yeah. But it is worldwide. Yeah. People are going for the Mile we, High City can. We do got to do something before we hit a break. We got to hit some uh, subscriber questions oh. that we got on the DNVR.com. break? You don't want to do that after the break? Well, we always answer subscriber questions in the first segment. So. I think, regardless, we should figure it out live on the end. Like, we should. <laughs> <laughs> we always do it in the first segment. All right. Tonight's gone. not going to be any starting different. Starting this time, we'll do it in the first segment. I don't know what you've been doing, but. Uh, so Burley Joe writes in, sup fellas, I live up in Fort Collins, so I keep missing out on these watch parties. It's hard to get down to Denver for a watch party, but hopefully I can make it one of these days. What I hear is an excuse. <laughs> but also thank you also a reasonable for the support. Reason. Yeah. <laughs> in my opinion, the Nuggets will be actualized when the lineup consists of Jokic, Murray, and MPJ, Will the Thrill, and Jeremy Grant. This provides length and shooting around Jokic and Murray. In this lineup, Murray can take the biggest leap as a playmaker. Do you think Murray can get the seven assists a game in this lineup? The one thing we haven't seen this year, guys, is Jokic, Murray, and MPJ together. Well, I mean, we have seen it, but it played, but, but not, not much. And and early, as Burley Joe says, actualized, I guess. With these, with all three of these guys, are like we've seen them play well now, right? And guys, are we sure we're going to see it? Like, are we no, sure we're going to see not. like? But what I mean is, are we sure we're going to see meaningful minutes of it? Because I mean, there is a rotation. I do kind. I don't know that Michael Porter Jr. I don't think he's going to start. Um. So, are we going to actually see? I, I, it might we're, end up being where we see like two possessions. Yeah, at we're going to get it. it at like the five and a half minute mark of the first for like quarter, one possession, and then again yeah. in the third quarter. Can we just get it for like the playoffs? That's because I, I have. This is the one thing I'm just trying to pump the brakes on people. Is like I've done this so many every year. Every year I've covered this team, I've been like, mm-hmm. oh man, I can't wait till we play this lineup, and it just never arrives. I do think that's the lineup of the future. I just Maybe next know. year? Yeah, I just yeah. don't know if we're going to see it. Nonetheless, you do look at the guys who played tonight, and you just think, man, imagine adding Michael Porter and Will Barton to this list. And, and that sort of, too, like, I mean, I tweeted something about Paul Millsap tonight, and a bunch of fans pointed out, but he's looked so good off the bench. Doesn't the bench need some firepower? Again, if Michael Porter Jr. is in there, you know what I mean? That's that's a guy who's good for a, oh, we're dead in the water in the second quarter. Here's a 7-0 run out of nowhere, right? So People are wanting Millsap off the bench? Well, just noting how well he's played. And, and as folks have tried to figure out ways, I think, to, to help the bench get going. But again, I think before he got hurt, like Michael Porter Jr. was really settling into that role. You yeah. Know? It'll be interesting to see what Malone does with these 
rotations. I mean, even look at Paul Millsap. He's great tonight. Maybe on a minutes restriction or whatever, but I wonder when he comes back to the starting lineup, or if he does. I mean, it is an interesting question. That, who mm-hmm. knows? Good job, uh, Burley Joe. Yeah, Nick Geyer, 813, is our second question. Yo, guys, thanks for all the content and community that you guys create. I can't wait to meet you at a game or event sometime soon. You guys basically got me into basketball, and I truly appreciate it. Oh, hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, He says, especially considering I'm in a bit of a transitional phase right now, me and my girlfriend of 13 years recently decided to split. Dude. So now I feel like I have all this free time, and I think you guys help fill the void. So thank you. Yeah, I love hearing that. I love hearing that. Keep keep your head up. Yeah. Never mind. I'm not going to let that But I have go. two basketball questions. One, have you guys, or do you play any pickup? Two, can you give me a quick summary of the positions and what the one, the two, et cetera mean? Oh, I love that. It says, sometimes I hear you say player X can play the two and three, and since I've actually been trying to watch and play more, I'd like to figure out the positions yeah, more. Awesome. And help you guys clearing that up would be dope. So one through five, five players on the court, one through five. And when you talk about traditional positionality – your point guard is your one. Your shooting guard is your two. Your small forward is your three. Your power forward is the four. And your center is the five. And it makes for easy terminology, especially you'll hear us reference a lot of times one five pick and roll, five one pick and roll. Mm-hmm. It's who's involved in the action. One five, point guard and center. Easier saying, easier than saying point guard, center, pick and roll. Exactly. Point guard, point guard power forward, pick and roll is a, a real mouthful. So yeah. four, one, one, four, whatever, you, however you want to do it. So... Um, that that's how that's how you get to that. The one thing is there is a lot of positional versatility at the NBA today. So you kind of you you would never really say that you're playing with two twos, two threes, and a fo- and a five. Right. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of you still just kind of say one two three four five and force people into mm-hmm. those positions. And uh, I am thinking about retiring from pickup basketball. Don't retire. <laughs> Spin class is not going to be enough, man. You Bas- stay. Basketball is probably the sport I've played the least of. So Really? If you ever want to, so funny to looking be. for a reason to trust my analysis. It's so yeah, it's so funny to be people like that. I, st- I still play a little bit, but I too am getting old. A little longer than the tooth. Don't worry about that, girlfriend. Keep your head up. Keep yourself busy. World turns on. All right, so before we uh, hit some more on this game, on breckbrew.com right now, they've always had this, but I feel like I haven't right used now, it as much as I should. The Breckenridge Brewery Beer Locator, have you guys used this? I yes. have. It's freaking incredible. I use it every time somebody sends me, like, is there one in I'm like, Bozeman? check out the Breck Beer Locator. Yeah. yeah. So there's, it's actually super dope. It's awesome. I'm on it right now. There's a bunch of drop-down menus. You can choose any type of brand of Breck beer that you want. I mean, they've got them all on here, even the Hot Peak IPA. Nice. That's uh, good. You can choose the quantity, like what type of can, any package type on here. You can oh, choose. Uh, you can look for like a vanilla Porter Jr. in a 16 ounce bottle. So you're throwing yeah. filters wow. on your beer search. There's filter, I like these yeah. advanced analytic searches. This is like stats. curated <laughs> beer searches. I want to find an 18, no, a 15 pack. The, the, <laughs> the Brett Brew beer comparison tool. Yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you can then filter out where the beer is located at a bar, at a factory. Oh, they even have the bar? At a hospital. This, I'm just oh, reading off the drop-down no menu. Way. This is great. A hospital? At a Where restaurant? At a school? Uh, at that, a school. That part well, seems questionable. Right? Double-check uh, that location. Has- <laughs> <laughs> you can filter it based on how far away this certain beer is for you. By None of us ask for our ads. The ads are the best part. There's just some guy <laughs> handing out beers in the back of the schoolyard. <laughs> Try break room. Subscribe to DMVR. <laughs> At the high school behind the dumpster. 
Oh uh, my god. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's the coolest feature that Breck Brewer has, the Breckenridge Brewery Beer Locator. Uh, and yeah, you can check out where you can get uh, your closest Hot Peak IPA, which is the beer of the day. So My least favorite name, because it, it does sound like you say Hot Peak every time. No, he's getting better at it, though. We still got to work on X specially, but we'll get there. <laughs> now I'm just bullying you. Yeah, but, but make sure to check that out. Breckbrew.com. Also, probably snowed like a foot while we were... Uh, I have no idea how much it snowed. Oh, I really hope not. While we were at this game tonight. I wish I, I, I had a, a uh, I wish I had a snow plow on my car. I wish I had a car. I wish I had a custom die-cut gasket. But if you're looking for a snow plow or a custom die-cut gasket, Denver Rubber <laughs> Company has you covered. They also make things that are inside of wind turbines. Wind turbine blades, actually. Wind turbine blades. <laughs> to, be, uh, to be specific. Uh, be sure to call them today for any snow plow needs, custom gaskets, hoses, etc. 1-800-259-0010 or at drcfirst.com backslash DNVR. I love it. I love it. Um, you know who made their debut tonight? Jordan McRae. Played 16 and a half minutes tonight. Um, got eight points, two of five shooting. He did knock down two threes. Uh, there's always a fun moment when a new player... Fit. Beasley was so loved, and Wancho was so loved, that these guys have a tough... Kata Bates, Diop, and Jordan McRae, Noah Vonley, they have a tough job. Like, they have to... Beasley was as loved as a guy could be that had was the 10th or 11th most important player on a team. So Jordan McRae has to walk in, and I think there's like a real, like... Okay, the other guy was great. Let's see what you got. But tonight, he kind of delivered. I mean, he had a nice night tonight. Yeah, what did he hit? Two threes. Two of four. Two of four from three. I mean, three. he was a solid role-playing Probably guy. He had five rebounds. Three assists. Three assists. One steal. He's he, plus 16. He also just, like, looked very fairly comfortable for a guy on a new team. Like, wasn't trying to do too much. Played good D. His swing passes were crisp. He was just ready to, to keep yeah. it moving. And, he know. played power forward. Yeah. Um, so he was at the four for a, for a little bit of this. But it was... What I think I noticed for him, maybe I'm seeing reading too much into this. He's coming from a team that was dead in the water, Minnesota. He's coming from a team whose leader, Carl Anthony Towns, maybe not the best leader. May, and I'm not trying to like put it on this, but he hasn't gone through the paces that the Nuggets have. They've had almost an exact opposite arc as the Nuggets sure. over their their five years. And I think he he's talked about this a lot. He's really emphasized the culture and just what a kind of almost a shock it has been to him. And I think there's, a, with a guy like him who's been around, you get to a really good team where the guys play hard and they're all unselfish. And I think that he's kind of like, oh, oh God, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, got, I better start doing all the little details yeah. here like we're not used to doing in Minnesota. I think genuinely. genuinely or Washington? Right? Washington. Yeah, Washington. Oh, you're right. All that up. three Bunch new guys. Just, I saw that smirk in your eye. I was trying to figure out what you were saying. Just but, like, um, Washington. Washington. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> No, honestly, I think all three guys are really just psyched to be on a team that's trying to get to the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah. They've all talked about that since getting here. Just there's nothing to play for really in Minnesota. I know they're chasing the eighth seed, but it's got to be a well, totally different feel. And, and Washington. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean to correct you, Harrison. But God, you're I'm idiot. talking about all three guys. The two guys from Minnesota, too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's something to play for now, and I think they are enjoying that and – I mean, it's just got to feel like a totally different energy, a totally different environment. Um, there's so much more attention to detail. Quick aside, I think it's so cool that Denver's one of those teams. <laughs> it's right? really cool, yeah. They're man. the opposite of the Minnesotas, right? Uh, yeah. So opposite. I mean, because for years it did feel like, yeah, it was trying to get out of it. I remember, like, oh, I do you remember Kenneth Farid? Right. Like how badly and desperately he wanted to get away from this place? Like, 
Um, so yeah, have guys get here and kind of be like, wow, the energy's cool. And yes, I'm the 11th guy, but like, they trust me. They want me to like right, do stuff. Right, right. You know, that's a cool feeling. I mean, that, this Nuggets locker room, we talk about it a lot, but it really is, I think, uh, like the guys are here to play basketball. And that's just not, can't take that for granted in right. the NBA. Right. The guys and, are here to and, do yeah, that. Yeah, Jordan McRae, two of four from three tonight. I think that's who he's going to be for this team. Just a microwave type scorer. I don't think he has like the ability to totally change a game like Malik Beasley could. You yeah, know, but, for sure. But, but yeah. he can definitely come in and still hit a couple threes. He, he can heat up in a hurry. I mean, this guy had 51 the G League a couple years ago. 61. He had 61 the G League. That was 51. It's 61. Look it up. All right. Look it up. Um, no. You're wrong on this. <laughs> Jordan, um, no, I, I like those guys. I, I would. I'm the same way. Like Jordan McRae, I don't know his game that well, but what I my read on him, he's he's reliable. Like he's not he's not going to play, but if you have to put him in tonight, he is capable of being on the court for a big extended run. Sure. Like he's not a guy that you just can't be out he's there. He's an NBA player. He's an NBA player, and Denver just has a they're racking up NBA. He's players. taking a big reduction in playing time too. He played 22 minutes a game with the Wizards, so. Yeah, this is a big reduction. In fact, that he's been so on board with I want, Yeah, that's the thing, man, because not every guy – there's a, a lot of guys would rather average 22 in Washington, you know? Yeah. I don't know if a lot might be a stretch, but not everyone would prefer to come here and play ball and be about the championship run. Talk about another sort of weird thing. He also talked about how great the crowds were in Denver and how nice it is to be playing in front of a great crowd. Tonight he talked about it's a Tuesday uh, – was it Tuesday or Monday? It is Monday. Monday. He said Tuesday. But he did say Tuesday. I didn't correct him either. You didn't correct – you're nope. so nice, man. That you yeah. are really – or are you the type of guy if there's stuff in your teeth yeah. and you just won't say anything? No, you just be like, okay. I just like taking yeah. that mental picture in my Okay. Head. Well, he did say it was a Tuesday even though it's a Monday. But it was a Monday night and the crowd was into it. This was actually a good crowd. And I think Denver's had some great crowds this year because the Nuggets did not give them a reason to believe. But they still believed. Denver cut it to like 16 at one point. And the crowd's like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. They were looking for a reason to get it. They were hands. looking for it. I mean, snowball. dude, in the last two seasons, you have um, Memphis, Philly, and now this game. So yeah, it's like it's almost like just as likely to happen as not at this point. Yeah, there is a real belief, even with the fan base. Uh, can I tell you guys who my favorite player is right now? Nikola Jokic. Nope. Oh. Uh, Monte Morris? Nope. Is it Jamal Murray? Nope. Tory Craig, mm, wow. I got I to gotta say, this guy has been playing some great basketball lately. Some great basketball. And I've always said his defense is always, you know, it's always good. He's always a, a neutralizer against other teams' good players. The shooting, I just never trust it. But you know what? He has really shot the ball well. T- and this, in this uh, game, he goes three of six um, and, you know, gets 11.7 rebounds. He's starting to come in his own. Who has a team worse? Minus 13, should be noted. <laughs> but nonetheless, like, he does – the stuff that I want him to do, the knockdown, the shots, he's been doing it. So wanted to give a little if, shout out. If the Nuggets were to create an award that's like the so and so Hart Award, I would the name Michael it after Malone Tory Hart? Craig. Oh, okay, the Tory Craig Hart Award. Tory Craig. Hart. Harrison brought this up on last night's pod, but right, kind of reminiscent of Tory Craig's second half stretch last year, where uh, or his stretch as a shooter where he got hot at the right time. And uh, but I thought tonight what I noticed was his willingness to shoot. Yeah. Right, oh, Craig, yeah. he was just letting it fly. Um, if they hesitated on the closeout or they chose not to, he made the decision. I'm going to at least be a threat to score tonight. So, yeah. so he, he to shot him. 41% from three post All Star break last year, and was great in the playoffs too, I believe, from three. Let's move on to the feast de resistance. The what? Jamal Murray oh, tonight. Man. I thought um, <laughs> we gave the game ball to Paul Millsap. It was his birthday. That was the tiebreaker. That was it. Could have really gone to either guy, but Jamal Murray tonight. 
you know, frustrating was not shooting the ball in the first half. Like, he had so many open... He's been so great about taking open shots over three games since he's been back now four. And then this game, is like he got passive. Then he started limping up the court where it was like, dude, get this dude out of the game. He cannot walk. Apparently at halftime, he had a heart-to-heart with his dad, called his dad, and was reminded of Murray mentality. Trademark. Not to be confused, or maybe to be confused with Mamba mentality. It's yeah. even greater than Mamba mentality. It's Murray mentality. Definitely supposed to be deeply associated with Mamba mentality. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but you know what? Like We're all having a little laugh at the guy because he really does ham up his like toughness. But at the same time, that toughness is for real, man. That guy, that guy really is a gamer. I mean, you could say a lot of things about Jamal Murray, but one of the things that I think is pretty undeniable about him is that he's a big moment player. And tonight... They win this game because he just goes absolutely nuclear in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Finishes with 26 points on 11 of 21 shooting. Only two of eight from three. But you know what? He hit the ones that mattered. And he took eight. But, yeah, kind of like game, a lot like game two, like we mentioned earlier. Not so much that Phoenix game where Jamal looked like the type of player we'd all hope to see. Yeah. But it, it you're certainly not going to complain. It was yeah. the, hey, I can't miss tonight, and you can't guard me. So... That's that. He got in the zone where I thought he was – I mean, I wasn't surprised he made those shots. After he yeah. hit, like, two and he had that kind of look on him, I was kind of like, oh, God, if he gets a little space, he's going to make them. And he kept getting space, and he kept making them. Yeah. Would you say that when Murray gets in a zone, that's, you know, the hottest a Nuggets player gets? Like, where does Murray getting in the zone compare to – Jokic getting in the zone. I love this question. This or is a great question. MPJ getting in I the think zone. that's serious. I, I think, think it, it. man, you know what, though? Murray does get in the zone, though. He does score points in bunches like this. I think with MPJ, it's easier because he's so tall that when he's shooting. He like, can get off any shot. He, he can just get off any shot. But I'll tell you what, man. And this is the stuff of Nuggets dream. This is the stuff we dream about. Imagine them both. Because I don't know that Jokic gets hot like that. The only game I can really think of was the Minnesota game of that third quarter, game 82, where he just started firing up some crazy stuff and it just kept going in. That's the only game. The thing about Jokic is he's just so good. Like, he keeps getting to his spot. He, he can score in bunches, obviously. He has 40-plus point games. I just don't ever feel like him where it's like just throwing up. The other thing is... Jokic could be ice cold and do a Sombor shuffle and drain it, and you're just kind of like, oh, yeah, of course. But it's funny, man. Murray, you know, Murray had some low lows in the playoffs, but those highs, I mean, he single-handedly won some games. And for all, you know, we'd like to see the shot chart change, there is something, too, especially in the playoffs, like, hey, I don't know if I can get past you, but I'm getting to my spot and I'm getting this shot up, you know? Certainly down the stretch, the analytics three-point, two-point thing goes out the window. Like, the closer you get... The less that's relevant, but and tonight that's what it was down the stretch. Those were all ten footers, right? Fifteen. I mean, just the um, the difference from the first half to the second half was just crazy for him because in the first half he was doing all the things like you said, hesitating, not taking open threes, doing all the things that we have been criticizing him for really over the first half of the season, and then the second half, you know, he was obviously hot. He was letting the game come to him. Uh, he was shooting the ball into a big basket. As Michael yes, Malone. Michael Malone. Oh, wow. you I can't believe he didn't go that one postgame. I was waiting for it. Oh, yeah. He always does go to that but one. But also, I mean, I've said this before. I feel like Murray develops a different kind of edge when he's playing uh, hobbled or he gets hurt or something. Also, when he's pissed off. Yeah. Like, I think in the first half, he was John with some assistant coaches when he got subbed out. He was not happy he also, about his performance. He also drained, I think it was a three on Jakob Pertl, who gave him that nasty oh, screen man, in the playoffs. Oh, man, he started talking some He trash. had some yeah. words for Jakob. You know what was funny, though? You knew there, that was at a moment where it was like, oh, yeah, Denver's going to win. This is kind of dope. Like, yeah. And he was John out of it. It was yeah. like, all right. 
Uh, Murray, man, I put this on Twitter. Like the Nuggets, they have this like inner badass that every now and then they channel, and you're just like, that's the team we see because we watch them every game. And I think a lot of good teams have this, and this is why every fan base kind of overrates their own team because it's like, oh yeah, we've seen them play well. It's like, yeah, but you are who you play over 82 games. But with this young team, at least they've been so hobbled. I do look at it sometimes and just go like, man, let's get them on the same page. Let's get MPJ in the flow of the offense. Let's get Murray. His problem has been consistency, and this was a tale of two halves, so it was an inconsistent performance. Mm-hmm. But now, if you break it down, three and a half of the four games he's played have been very good. Yep. Mm-hmm. He had one bad half that kind of made, gave you just enough doubt to be like, I don't know, we'll see. But to be fair, dude's on one leg. Yeah. Do you, do you think he needs to sit? We all... We, we all want to see this Laker game. ESPN's in town. That's a game that's going to set the narrative. If Denver loses by 20, everybody's going to be like, fake contender, don't pay attention to him. But that doesn't, stuff doesn't actually matter. Should he sit? Not play him. <laughs> play you him. too? Yeah. I, man, I would sit him. If, if he's that hurt, and I know he stepped up in that fourth quarter, but part of me thinks, like, what's the point, man? Well, I, I, that's why I like, wouldn't have brought him back, just because he wanted to get some games in before the All-Star break. But now that he's here, he's already playing. He's in a rhythm. Um, and the team's rolling. So I just think if you – I mean, you're right about everything you said about how that stuff doesn't matter. But momentum does, even through an all-star break. Momen- and beating a Lakers team, I think, would matter. Mm-hmm. Momentum certainly does matter. I think there are nine days between – yeah, so Wednesday. And then they don't play again until the following Friday. If you sat him for that Wednesday game, you know, that's 11 days. That might be enough for the ankle to start Maybe. feeling, yeah, feeling right. well. I mean, I don't know. It's a real, a real interesting I, call. I just want to see this Nuggets team. Like, I want LeBron on the floor. I know. And I want the Nuggets to give the Lakers everything they have. I know. Michael Porter's not going to play, though, is he? I mean, nah, why would you nah, bring a guy yeah. back for no, one? I, I doubt, doubt Porter plays Plumlee 6. Are you guys nervous at all that Porter's ankle no. he hasn't come back? No, I think, he's back by the, I think he's back on the other side of the break. Yeah, I think he's okay. okay. I think they're being extra cautious and then some with Michael Porter Jr. Well, speaking of other side of the break. Oh, should we... Nice. That was it's like an alley oop. I feel like Jokic out here, and here I am like tossing lobs. Nobody's, nobody's say, ready. Say a name. So, so I'm trying to think of who sucks at lobs. Yeah. I don't have, I don't so so here's here's a little inside basketball, guys. So game tonight starts at seven. We there's a, <laughs> that's inside. There, there's <laughs> why do you don't know that? <laughs> Guys, here, let me know some secrets. <laughs> Tip off, okay? Here at Pepsi Center, there's a media meal that we sometimes partake in, depending on yeah. what the meal is that night. Tonight, it was the, the big guy's favorite. Enchiladas. Enchiladas and tacos. <laughs> big guy's favorite. Well, um, I do love But, you know, we maybe we have that media meal at, like, 5.30 or 6. Yeah, we eat too early, man. So, it's 11 right now. And we're probably not going to eat till 12 at the earliest. Ugh. I mean, I'm starving. Ugh. And, like, there's nothing I would want more than a Bojo's right now. Oh, than Bojo's. a pizza from Bojo's. A, pe- a pie. Dude, you are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> if you mention DNVR at Bojo's, they'll give you a free honey cheese bread with a purchase of an entree. How there are six open? Colorado locations. I don't think they're open. I don't know. Why don't you just bang on the door? <laughs> Oh, no. Just if they stayed open for us, I mean, we give them a little business. <laughs> <laughs> we would order a pizza, <laughs> but we still a... want the free honey cheese bread. <laughs> Came here for some waters and a free honey cheese bread. <laughs> They've got gluten-free, cheeseless pizza as well. And I think, I'm, a, I think I'm addicted to gluten. 
I would think we all are. <laughs> I still don't know. Gluten's my, my, sometimes my favorite food, food, actually. <laughs> sometimes I eat junk food. I'm like, oh, I don't feel great. I think I'm allergic. Well, they got a tremendous salad bar as well. Mention DNVR, like I said, and get a free honey cheese bread with a purchase of an entree at all locations. I never feel bad when I eat a salad, though. Well, yeah, the salad is like the palate cleanser of the pizza experience. <laughs> That's a great windism right there. You like that? Salad is the palate cleanser of the pizza experience. It's not even necessarily what? true. What does it even mean? <laughs> what a windism. Uh, if you're like, one? see, if you're changing up pizzas. Oh, he's, he's going to double down. Let's go. <laughs> say you're going from, I don't know, a meat lover's to a veggie pizza. Okay. You have the slice of meat lover's, clean the palate with a nice salad. <laughs> Then go in for the veggie. <laughs> That's how you That's eat pizza, pizza like a professional. <laughs> I don't think you know what cleaning the palate means. <laughs> I also don't think you know how to eat pizza. This is insane. You definitely go salad first and then pizza. Then just uh, well, I'm um, starving now, so thanks, Harry. <laughs> appreciate it. Every podcast is just us being starving. Um, and of course, we are presented by Illegal Pizza as always. Uh, the Illegal uh, Pizza uh, people uh, were out tonight. They came to the perch. The perch was popping. If you guys oh, don't know, man, it was section 144, you come and hang out at halftime, talk some hoops, talk about whatever. Starting to get regulars, starting to get newbies. It's like a, it's like a, a meeting of the minds. At big the, crowd tonight. It's a crowd. halftime therapy session on that side like tonight. You know, I want to grow it so big. There, well, there's hundreds, and we will convince Stan Kroenke to build our own DNVR perch. Good luck. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. <laughs> Is Imagine he gonna, if we get it yeah. so big, and then you're gonna, you know, we'll make a video, and we'll be like, "Look at how much beer you could sell if this was like the DNVR." A little beer garden. A little DNVR beer garden. Half-time DNVR halftime beer garden. garden. Exactly. Um, all right, it's a crazy theory. It's probably not gonna happen. Um, so let's talk about this team now. How big is this Lakers game coming up? It's big. I think it's big. And it's funny because the Nuggets have had a couple games like this over the last few years. You know? Yeah, last year's didn't go so well. Last year's did not go well. Remember that one against the Warriors a couple years? Or was, was, was that, that the one I'm year? talking about? Yeah, or is it maybe – yeah, it was last year. Was where the Warriors year? came in when and they scored 50. like 76 yeah. in the first quarter. quarter. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Nuggets have had a few of these over the years, haven't really had the best result. Um, but this is going to be a big statement game. Um, national TV – Against the Lakers. It's going to be a lot of media Nuggets here. are rolling right now. Uh, this could be a narrative setter. And also, I agree with that, but also forget the narrative stuff. Just how about chasing the Lakers in the standings? I've said on this pod several times the Nuggets aren't going to catch them. Um, at this point, they're in position to do so. I don't know if I'd pick them to, but um, certainly well within their range. So, yeah, you want that game, man. You want that game. Imagine if LeBron or Anthony Davis just take this game off. <laughs> they hey, I'll take they, it. Yeah, they yeah. wouldn't though, because like you said, the standings matter even for them. Like that's what I'm saying. You know, they're yeah. one LeBron injury away from not being the one seed and maybe falling to like the four or five. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just that's just the nature of the Western Conference. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Anthony Davis ain't carrying that team like Yoke did last month. But no, this is a, this is an interesting one. The other thing about it is the Nuggets have played the Lakers, but they didn't play the real Lakers. Right. The last this Jokic. By the way, looking at Jokic in the locker room today, body watch. Jacked. The guy's chiseled. Can I say something? I I did not wanted to overplay this because I think. But I will. But I'm going to play it tonight. <laughs> looking at him today, like he was looking like broad and strong and like some pecs. Yeah. They're, I'm telling you, the triceps are in. The triceps. Well, I haven't seen. I haven't noticed the triceps. Just yet. Look closer, baby. Look even closer. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
So I want to see that because I think that the start of this turn for Jokic began with Anthony Davis yes. shutting him down. So mm. part of me wonders if, in Jokic's mind, he would never admit it, this is a little measuring stick for him. And because we've seen Jokic do this now with a couple of matchups where I think he is taking it personally. And there was a lot oh, of... Gobert and one, there's a lot of sure. talk about how Utah was a bad matchup for Jokic last year. I think, and I would wager that Jokic probably thinks this, that had more to do with Favors being there than Gobert. So he gets this Gobert matchup, and now he's ready to dominate. Remember that fourth quarter when, like you said, Jokic turned that switch on, tried to win that game. Dude. Davis blocked him a couple of times. Yeah. I think Jokic still thinks about stuff like that, and I think he's itching for his next chance. Yeah. I don't... Do you... Though, you want the one seed, Brendan. Um, I mean, it's like... And this, it's so, it depends on where everyone is in the final weeks of the season. Yeah. I want them to not play either Los Angeles team until the conference finals. But. The one seed just carries with it such a, a bit of like a pressure, I think. Um, but you know what, man? The Nuggets are good. The Nuggets are good. The Nuggets are really good. This has been too, too long of a consecutive regular season stretches in which they're winning all these games for us to go, are they really well, are they really a home court team? Like, well, yes. I think you have a great point here because tonight was not – they've just won so many games where you can walk away going like, man, that was a B-minus game and they got a great road win. Right. Or second night of a back-to-back shorthanded and, oh, my gosh, they did – this team is good, man. I mean, I, I, I do think that there is a weirdness with the fan base and maybe with the people super close to the team where it's – like I'm talking about, like, oh, you don't want the one seed. I feel so precarious, don't feel right? so, yeah. yeah. When it's actually, no, this team's just awesome, man. Like, they gut out wins against everybody. Yeah, there's some tough matchups they might lose in the playoffs, but they're really good. But they're, that's almost every team, and yeah. so, yeah, that's just how it goes. Um, yeah, that, that'll, it will be an interesting one. What about looking, this is kind of looking really far uh, ahead here, but how do you foresee the Nuggets playing once they start getting everybody back and is that going to be an adjustment period we know the all-star break last year signaled a turning point because isaiah thomas started playing (laughs) do you foresee a similar like surge all-star break a little bit of a rocky rocky recovery after that not really to be honest the biggest thing to watch is probably when mpj gets back and you know he was in such a good rhythm before the injury like he was playing great basketball. He, he was, you know, his shot was going. He was fitting into the offense. He was improving, I thought, every game on the defensive end. You know, now he's pr- he's going to come in and there's some more clarity with the rotation uh, with Malik and Wancho not here anymore. So there are going to be a lot of minutes for him. But, you know, he's going to have to rediscover that rhythm, I feel like. Um, he's going to have to, you know, keep Malone's trust in him um, because – you know, he is still a rookie, and for as good as he looked pre-injury, he's still going to have some peaks and valleys. So that's the biggest thing to watch for me as this team gets healthy. But I wouldn't expect, like, a big adjustment period just because this team is a lot better, I think, than they were last year. The only thing I'd say is, and you've been on this all year, Harrison, is there was a little bit of there's maybe too many mouths to feed at the start of the season. And I don't actually know if they played themselves through that so much as – they got injured and like it kind of forced Jokic to to take over the team again and some of that stuff. So um, I'm curious to see like if there is when Millsap and Barton are back, you know, how does Jamal Murray look in that lineup? Right. But, um, you know, I don't I think they'll figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this was a fun night. It was it was set up to be a disappointing one. And then the Nuggets really, as they have done for a lot of the year 2020, 
they have rewarded the fan base with something exciting. So, Nuggets basketball is rad again, man. Nuggets basketball is rad. That is one of the things about it. This last six weeks has been rad. As as lit as any stretch of last season. I agree, actually, with that. I agree. It's been a lot of fun. And now you get the Lakers, then you get an all-star break, and then you get to assemble the full um, – what's the super squad of, of – of uh, superheroes, the Avengers. Then you get the Avengers. Good lord! You get this. You get this. You get the Avengers back. <laughs> I'm not asking you to name an Avenger. Just know the name of the Avengers. <laughs> I knew that. That's what happened. <laughs> Bring them all together. It's like, all right, let's assemble Avengers. All right, we should get out of here. <laughs> Take us out of here. Let's go, to so, Bojos. <laughs> oh, I, oh yeah, go for it. You got something? Are you? You sure? You done? I wanted. There's one thing. I've been. It's a very weird timing. This is a very Larry David. I'm putting this in here. There has been also, I've noticed recently, an uptick in feeding the trolls. And we all know who are talk- I'm talking about. There's a certain amount of trolls around town that just like to troll Nuggets fans. Nuggets fans have sort of taken the bait. I tell people this all the time. Don't feed the trolls. That's what they want. But one piece of advice. Rather than quote tweet your least favorite people that are always spewing the like misinformed, horrible takes. That's what they want you to do. One suggestion. Troll hops on your timeline. Just reply with, this is why I subscribe to DNBR. Mm. The best way to not feed the troll, but to really dig the knife into the troll. Just wanted to put that out. I've been meaning to put it out there for like eight weeks. Also, whichever one of you upgraded to a lifetime subscription using my name in the promo deal, good looking out. You're family. You're legit family. Unless you might actually be family. <laughs> that could explain a lot. Are, are you sure it's not Brandon vote? Yes. It's definitely my mom. She just hasn't told me. All right, guys, so I said this on uh, the pod a couple days ago, but I went, like, the first 27 years of my life without an electric toothbrush, but... That's an admission. You just doxed yourself. You're 28. I am 28. Holy, wow. Oh, my God. Did you guys think I was younger? I thought you were 21. tweet that out. (laughs) Uh, But, I mean, since I got an electric toothbrush, it's been an absolute life changer. It's just so much easier. I'm brushing better. In what ways is your life different? I want to know details of how he your life is different. just can't stop brushing his teeth. I mean, it's like all day. For one. I'll tell you what. Uh, electric toothbrush is a very soothing experience. Well, the one I have, um, <laughs> there's actually a timer on it that tells you, like, when to switch sides of your mouth. I love the technology of, like, 2004. Like, this is great. It I is great, though. I a manual toothbrush. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not know what was out there. <laughs> Electronic toothbrushes are going on Harrison's list. They're on the list. With it's on the list. Electric toothbrushes. Statues. Statues. Oh my god, this is too good. But Go uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 excuse no, us. Fine. Does this have anything to do with Green Mountain Dental? It might. It might. Stay tuned. Right now at Green Mountain Dental, if you schedule a cleaning extra and exam, you'll actually receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. Low key, a super great deal. I mean, it's an incredible high, high deal. Key, deal. Incredible yeah. deal. Uh, remember, get a cleaning extra exam at Green Mountain Dental Group and receive a free Sonicare toothbrush today. Conveniently located only 15 minutes from downtown Denver. They are a longtime DNVR partner. So show them some love. The first step to good health is taking care of your mouth, guys. It's the first step. That's the first step. Just hit that first step and you're good. What's the second step? Um, <laughs> visit Mile High Green Cross. Okay. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's the second step. Then hit up Bojo's. Oh, wow. I thought you were doing another ad read. You're just throwing out. Then hit Davidson's on the way back. Thanks for listening, everybody.